This evening, I'd like to share with you a story. It's a first-person account from a mother about her family as they ate dinner in a small cafe on Christmas Day, uh, miles away from their home. She writes this, We were the only family with children in the restaurant. I sat Eric in a high chair and noticed everyone was quietly eating and talking. Suddenly, Eric squealed with glee and said, Hi there! He pounded his fat baby hands on the high chair tray. His eyes were wide with excitement and his mouth bared a toothless grin. He wriggled and giggled with merriment. I looked around and saw the source of his merriment. It was a man with a tattered rag of a coat, dirty, greasy, and worn. His pants were baggy with a zipper at half-mast and his toes poked out of would-be shoes. His shirt was dirty and his hair was uncombed and unwashed. His whiskers were too short to be called a beard, and his nose was so varicose, it looked like a road map. We were too far from him to smell, but I was sure he smelled. His hands waved and flapped on loose wrists. Hi there, baby. Hi there, big boy. I see you, buster, the man said to Eric. My husband and I exchanged looks. What do we do? Eric continued to laugh and answer, hi, hi there. Everyone in the restaurant noticed and looked at us, and then the man. The old geezer was creating a nuisance with my beautiful baby. Our meal came, and the man began shouting from across the room, Do you know Patty Cake? Do you know Peekaboo? Hey, look, he knows Peekaboo. Nobody thought the old man was cute. He was obviously drunk. My husband and I were embarrassed. We ate in silence, all except for Eric, who was running through his repertoire for the admiring Skid Row bum who in turn reciprocated with his cute comments. We finally got through the meal and headed for the door. My husband went to pay the check and told me to meet him in the parking lot. The old man sat poised between me and the door. Lord, just let me get out of here before he speaks to me or Eric, I prayed. As I drew closer to the man, I turned my back trying to sidestep him to avoid any air he might be breathing. As I did, Eric leaned over my arm, reaching out with both arms in a baby's pick-me-up position. Before I could stop him, Eric had propelled himself from my arms to the man's. Suddenly, a very old, smelly man and a very young baby consummated their love relationship. And Eric, Eric, in an act of total trust, love, and submission, laid his tiny head upon the man's ragged shoulder. The man's eyes closed, and I saw tears hover beneath his lashes. His aged hands, full of grime, pain, and hard labor, gently, so gently cradled my baby and stroked his back. No two beings have ever loved so deeply for such a short amount of time. I stood awestruck. The old man rocked and cradled Eric in his arms for a moment, and then his eyes opened and fixed squarely on mine. He said in a firm, commanding voice, You take care of this baby. Somehow I managed, I will from a throat that contained a stone. He pried Eric from his chest, unwillingly, lovingly, as though he were in pain. I received my baby from the man, and he said, God bless you, ma'am. You have just given me my Christmas gift. I said nothing more than a mother, thanks. With Eric in my arms, I ran for the car, and my husband was wondering why I was crying and holding Eric so tightly and why I was saying, my God, my God, forgive me. I had just witnessed Christ's love shown through the innocence of a tiny child who saw no sin, who made no judgment, a child who saw a soul, and a mother who only saw a suit of clothes. 
I was a Christian who was blind, holding, holding a child who was not. I felt as if God was asking, are you willing to share your son for the moment when I shared mine for an eternity? One of the greatest challenges we have at Christmas is to see ourselves looking through the eyes in the same way that our Heavenly Father sees us as He looks through His eyes of holiness and righteousness. You see, when God looks at us through His righteousness, what He sees is a a grimy, ragged, worn-out sinner. You see, all of us have been selfish, and all of us have sinned. We've all carried grudges, and we've all withheld good things from our fellow man. And so when God looks at us through His righteous eyes... What he sees is brokenness and sinners. Probably the second hardest thing to get our minds around at Christmas is why this holy and righteous God would care enough to send his own son to walk among us, which is exactly what he did. It's what we celebrate at Christmas, that God would love us enough and care for us enough that he would put on flesh himself, that he would put on this old, worn-out, grimy cloak of human skin and come down and walk the walk that we've walked, that he would walk on the soil where we have walked and live the life that we live, and ultimately, that he would take up our sin on the cross, paying our punishment and dying in our place. It's no wonder that John in his gospel says, in him was light And that light was the life of men. As we come to the Christ candle tonight, I want us to remember the light of Jesus Christ that sprang forth from the manger in Bethlehem and that manifests itself so brightly on the cross when Jesus died for our sins. It's a light that has been shared around the world and has been shared with us. So tonight, as we pass the light from the Christ candle, my prayer is that you would be reminded that God loves you And that his desire for you is to experience the light of life. We stand and sing
We'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. We're so grateful for you being here with us tonight. As you leave, if you would, just place your candles under your chairs. Make sure the wax isn't still dripping. Uh, And also, we'd love for you to drop off your connection card in the back and let us know that you are with us. We do pray that you would have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.